Hello, everybody, and, and welcome to the show. Uh, your ears aren't deceiving you. I am not Mike Lynn. That is correct. Um, my name is Shane McAllister. I'm a colleague of Mike's at MongoDB, and he has kindly given over his seat for these and some other future episodes to me, which is great, and I'm very much looking forward to getting part of the MongoDB podcast. I have been on a few episodes before my role in MongoDB is looking after developer advocacy for Realm, our mobile product. So I've, if you've listened to some of those episodes over the years, uh, you would have heard my voice joining in on those. But I'm not at own on this podcast today. I'm also joined by another new member of the team. Um, so Cedric Clyburn has joined MongoDB as our summer intern, and he's going to be helping out on the podcast and creating content and writing some code and hopefully doing lots more in developer relations. So um, welcome, Cedric. Hey, thank you, Shane. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to have somebody else on board as well, too, without the, <laughs> the guiding hand of Mike. So you've come on board our, our intern program for the summer here. You're based in the US. What, what were you studying and you know what brings you to MongoDB? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be uh, working as the developer advocacy intern for this summer. Super, super excited. I study computer science at NC State University in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of heard about MongoDB beforehand. Uh, we'd used it in one of my class projects. We used a, a Mongo stack. Um, so when I saw the, the opening for, you know, a developer advocacy internship, you know, hopped on board with that. And yeah, now it's, it's amazing. I'm working in New York City for the summer. First time being up here. Good adventure. Good adventure, good people, and uh, most importantly, good pizza. Good, good, good. And this is, is this your first internship, Cedric? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, the first ever internship I did was around 2019, or actually no, 2020, mm -hmm. sorry. Mm -hmm right as the pandemic has started. So we were planning on going into the office, but you know, right around the time that we were supposed <laughs> to come in, they're like, hey, sorry, you can't come in. Uh, we're going completely remote. They bought like 250 brand new MacBook Pros, sent them out to us. Okay. So been doing remote internships, but this is the first in-person one. And it's been crazy getting to meet all the other interns, all the events that they've been putting on. Um, and it's honestly been, been a great experience. Yeah, it's it's great that it can be in person. I, I think look, I think everybody handled remote, um, but it it just isn't the same experience. And particularly as an intern, you you want to be on the shoulder of somebody, learning something, going through it, following them. Super hard to do uh, in an online world. So it's great that we are back in person, and fingers crossed that remains the case. So I know it's early in your internship. You're here what three weeks now or so? Yeah, this is actually my third week closing up on that now. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Time flies. So, so far, what have you learned? Uh, you know, what has been kind of your takeaway from the first three weeks of your internship? This is a great question. The first week was, yeah, uh, the, the biggest part was the conference. Yes, MongoDB World. You, you got to go to that. Yeah, yeah. Me and all the other 120 plus ish interns in New York uh, all went to the conference on our second day as interns. So that was pretty funny. It was just like 120 of us just walking around the the conference center. <laughs> no idea what we were doing, but uh, it was great because we got to meet uh, a lot of different uh, Mongo employees, a lot of different Mongo partners, attend the sessions, learn a lot, network. And so that was great. And these past two weeks, just been working, uh, learning, and I'm starting to work on some demos uh, using the 
Kubernetes Atlas operator. And I'll be working mainly on the podcast this summer, which is going to be great. But yep. yeah, I'm super, super excited and looking forward to kind of helping out everyone on the team at Mongo here this summer. Ah, that's brilliant. And it, it is a really good way to start. I think, um, you know, a bit of a baptism of fire being dropped in at the deep end and something <laughs> like that. But the ability to you know, see the, I suppose, the world and the ecosystem of MongoDB, you know, not only all the talks and the events that we had going on through the three days of world, but also, you know, our partner pavilion, all of the people exhibiting there and and developer relations had a big role to play in a lot of the events that were going on. So I think it was great. For me, that was my first in-person world as well, too. The previous ones are, you know, I joined in January 2020. So I haven't been to any previous worlds. They were online. Um, so it was superb to get to that as well, too. So you you know, dropped into the deep end at World, and you said you're doing a lot of different things with the podcast, etc. Do you have any uh, kind of project you're trying to deliver as well, too, throughout, or is it kind of a little bit of exposure to everything? It's gonna be a little bit of exposure to everything, mainly. Biggest project will probably be the podcast. Um, later on this summer, probably around late July, August, I'll actually be uh, working to produce an episode of the podcast, which is gonna be a great experience. I'll have some interns on. I'll have some people from the uh, recruiting team on, uh, interviewing them about what they've been working on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's gonna be huge. And later on during this uh, MongoDB World Series. Uh, we'll be playing some clips back, I think, of people that I've interviewed at the conference, employees of Mongo, partners of Mongo, customers, and pretty much everyone who I could find at the conference uh, who would talk to me. I, I tried to interview them. That's it. You were good at that. That was a, a particular talent to grab people out of the blue <laughs> and start asking them questions. So again, that's a, that's a really, really good way to start. So I, as you say, we will be playing some of those clips at a future episode as well. And I think they're really interesting, you know, kind of the people you got to meet, the people you got had to have conversations with. So at a future episode in this in this series. But as you just mentioned, it is a series, Cedric. So this is going to be, I think, probably nine parts. So we're going to share the details of you know, the companies and people that we met at MongoDB World, and also talk a little bit about some of the incredible features that got released at MongoDB World this year as well, too. So what we're going to do is we are breaking these up, um, uh, and we will be releasing them quite quickly. I think it's pretty much our work is cut out for us, right, Cedric? We, we, we've got right. a release every couple of days with this World Series, so that's great. But we have a super interesting one coming up first, and this is an interview that Mike Lynn, so you will hear his dulcet tones back on this podcast. It's not just <laughs> myself and Cedric. But up first in, in the very first part of this World Series of podcasts is Vatsal Singh, who is the founder of a really interesting company called Ultra Human. And look, as you said yourself, Cedric, we've come out of lockdown, we've come out of remote working. So I think these days, many of us particularly, and I think particularly so in the tech world, have quite sedentary lives. Uh, You know, we're living on our screens, at a desk, keyboard, etc. as well. And I think everybody wants to improve their health and through both fitness and diet, but not all of us have the discipline to do it. I I speak for myself here now. I'm not (laughs) entirely sure, Cedric, how you are for that. You're probably much better than me. And I certainly know Mike Lynn is very good at keeping fit and and all that. But I think, you know, not everybody has the discipline to do this. So what Ultra Human are doing and what we'll hear about is some 
you know, how they're applying technology to this essential problem. So UltraHuman will, using essentially a device, which you'll hear about, uh, let you understand what's healthy for you in terms of your diet and perhaps allow you to control your cravings. And really it's based on that if you have the information of what certain foods do and what certain intake of foods will do to your metabolism and your body, then that helps you to avoid the bad actors in your life, in your diet, as it were, and you can improve upon that. So they try to do this in the easiest and what I feel from having listened to their interview is the simplest manner with biomarkers. Did you know what a biomarker was, Cedric, before you heard uh, this interview? I didn't. Yeah, same. I had no idea. Okay, okay. Well, biomarkers are simply wearable devices that stream data in real time back to your app or to your watch or whatever. So in this case, they're using a continuous glucose monitor. I think that's their first product. So we're going to hear more from Vitzal and Mike being interviewed at WangaDB World and the problem that they're solving and also the success that they've had so far and more particularly for us anyway, how they're using MongoDB in their product. So without further ado, let's hear a little bit more about Mike's interview with Fitzal. So uh, let's begin. Tell the folks who you are and what you do. Awesome. Uh, so I am Batsal, a founder of, uh, founder CTO of UltraHuman. And uh, UltraHuman is a metabolic fitness company. We help you optimize your health using biomarkers. And, and the first biomarker that we have picked up and working on is glucose, right? So we give you a, a CGM device. You put it on your body. Uh, we stream the data real time um, onto your mobile devices and, and, and you'll be able to optimize your food, your your lifestyle using that data, right? And, and it's so powerful because uh, glucose affects everything that you do during the day, right? In, in, in fact, if you sleep late, your glucose is elevated. If you eat a, you know, sweet breakfast, it's elevated. You work out, it's it's under control, right? And and you meditate, it, it kind of stabilizes. So everything that you do kind of gets affected by glucose as a, as a marker, right? And and of course, like elevated level of glucose is what causes most of disease in the world today, right? Which includes type one, type two, your your PCOD, PCOS, hypertension, cardiovascular issues, right? Your in, in fact, your Alzheimer's has now been classified as type three diabetes. So so pretty exciting. Uh, stuff. Really? I, I wasn't familiar with that. So they're categorizing Alzheimer's as type 3. So the link between glucose and Alzheimer's has, has been proven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because elevated, your brain needs glucose, right? But when when, when your glucose are elevated, like continuously, your brain doesn't function as well. And that's the link to Alzheimer's as well. So so it's, it's, a, it's a very decent study. And, and I think it came like last year, last last year. So, so it's a, a space I'm fairly familiar with just because I am a fitness fanatic and sure. uh, I track everything related to my fitness and my diet. And for many months on end, I will go into a ketogenic diet. Yeah. So how does keto fit into the glucose space? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you if you of course go keto, you know, your glucose are, are super stable, right? But, but, but I think uh, like what we have seen is that that most people across the world cannot follow a religious diet right and mm -hmm. and and be it paleo keto you know and 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 a lot of communities of course like don't support 
non vegetarian food as well right yeah. so uh, yeah. so what we've seen is that you know like you need to find what's the easiest way to optimize your health right and and if you want to eat carbs you know that's okay because carbs has been you know like as, as a part of our diet since forever right and yeah. and and people now are saying that oh just stop having carbs it's easy you know like do keto but but it's not that easy <laughs> you know not. you have to be super disciplined like yeah. you are right and but most people aren't like that so so they want to have their you know bagels and and croissants and all of that but but how do you live with that right how do you continue eating let's say your desserts but still not get chronically ill right is is the is, is the fact because all of us are sedentary now we're working on our machines yeah. right we are still eating the same old ancient food right it, it it can't work like that i mean you have to evolve with the day that you are in yeah so so visibility is key and that's where ultra human comes in yeah yeah so your data you what we've seen is that just looking at your data you know and and without any human intervention people are able to reduce their uh, glucose variability by around 30 to 40% in a period of 30 days you know that's mm. massive yeah because because there's no healthcare provider who's who's telling you what to do you just look at it and and you know you know that okay these are the bad actors in my diet <laughs> uh, you know and, and and it's so easy because because you can't cheat data right you can't yeah. you can't well it's biofeedback yeah like, it's, it's yeah. exactly it's it's biofeedback from your body right and, and and you don't need any external support to kind of tell you that it's bad right and and, and you automatically do you know like control your cravings you're like oh man the, the, i saw the spike was so bad you know i, I don't want to do that so 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 I view what you're doing as an evolution of data dissemination. So follow me. Way back in the day, we we lived our lives and when we had a problem, then we went to the doctor. Now, from from problem detection to resolution could have been maybe months, years. Yeah. Whereas now we're we're able to get almost yeah. instantaneous feedback on how our our lifestyles are impacting our health and, and, and you know what uh, like if you see infrastructure right how how let's say mongo is you mm-hmm. can set alerts on 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 you know your cpu like for example you say your cpu crosses 30% send me an alert there's yeah. something wrong with the infrastructure right but do you have something there for your body you know we have all of these fail chef checks on on our cars that okay tire pressure goes down you get an alert right and you get your car serviced 100 you know times like the tenure of the car but do you get yourself checked do you, do you have those alerts of the body no right i mean mm-hmm. uh, you you when you see a problem like your gas you know is is like engine is smoking is when you go to the doctor <laughs> you know <laughs> the damage is already done you know like reversing from that is a lot of effort basically right you have to give up so much from your life uh, to kind of bring back you know uh, mm. to the original state which, but because of course body heals right and um, it 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 takes a longer time for it to heal if you, if you are chronically ill right so yeah. you don't want to do that i mean you, you just want you know your your alerting mechanism to be placed in anything your trend trend goes bad let's say i took a intercontinental flight anything that i'm eating today it's like you know it, it's spiking i know my body is stressed i need to take it slow i can't eat you know sugary stuff today because i'm already stressed yeah all right so i'm fascinated i love the business model i love the the idea behind the product ultra human and what's all what is your background how did you get into this i've been a computer engineer right and uh, have been doing startups for the last 8 10 years and previous startup was in hyperlocal logistics space uh, which we ended up selling to a food ordering uh, giant in india it's called zomato 
but but our passion for health and fitness has been there since forever and and what we believe was that you know there's so much to do in this space using using biomarkers mm-hmm. right uh, uh, your body is full of data right but but it's not being captured it's not real time uh, you know there are no insights that you can get out of it people are just doing let's say apparels or or you know or thinking about the 20% use case of health and fitness which is workout right everyone's just focusing on that but yeah. but it's actually the other one right 80% of health and fitness is food and diet so tell me i i'm i'm fascinated by this i know personally my own story is as has borne that out in truth I work out like a like a fanatic, six, seven, most weeks, seven days a week. Yeah, yeah. And I know that I can crush, I can destroy an hour workout in less than five minutes with a bad diet. So where does that 20 versus 80 come from? Yeah, yeah. So, so in fact, if you ask me, our top users on the platform are actually athletes, you know, and how they use the platform. They use it to figure the best fueling strategy for their workout. Mm. In fact, this this is an amazing story. So, uh, so th- this person he's 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 a try athlete, right? And of course, he's been training for the last five to ten years. When he started using the platform, you know what happened? He figured that the, the fueling drink that he was having basically was giving a massive ma- massive you know spike in crash. So of course, his performance was not that great. He just changed the brand of the drink, right? And mm. you know what happened? His timings for the for the athlete, I mean, improved by couple of hours mm. you know to improve your time by two hours in just by changing the brand of the food that you eat yeah is outstanding because because you need to you know like train for like months and months is you build muscle and then you kind of you know are improving your your times but but imagine that that data visibility of the food that you eat is relevant not just for for athletes but for everyone because Food is key, right? People might work out, might not work out, but you eat, right? Everyone eats, yeah. um, and 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 optimizing that is 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 a no-brainer for everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. Okay, so it's an application. Are you comfortable talking about the stack? How how did this come together, and what technologies are you using? Yeah, so I mean, of course, Mongo has been our <laughs> okay. choice uh, of of database because we've I've used Mongo even in my previous startup, mm-hmm. and 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 we are still early in current one, but the previous one was huge we had we were doing more than 2 million transactions a day we employed more than half a million people on the ground and those partners that we had used to send you know pings of their location every second right so we used to generate around 2 tb of data per day and you know process that in real time give insights and and you know their locations all of them all of that was done over mongo right so oh, wow. so we of course knew you know Scale is not a problem, you know. It works. It it does, it does a re- really good job. So so of course, when when we started, our default choice was Mongo, and 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 you know we knew that any kind of scale in the future, how much ever large we become, it's it's not gonna hold us back, right? Yeah. So so definitely it became that, and and also as as a startup now, what we feel is that tools are becoming more hashtag no code, right? We 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 pick and choose anything that. You know, takes away any hassle from us, yeah. right? Which scales automatically. We don't want to spend time in infrastructure, managing servers or anything, right? And 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 we use you know Vercel and anything that you know takes away engineering bandwidth. Yeah, <laughs> because there's enough to do. There's enough you know logic to build. There's enough business to you know iterate on. Uh, mm-hmm. So anything that helps you know us scale, anything that that is least amount of code, right? Yeah, is low code. I mean less code, less of bugs. You know like more productive engineers so yeah so that's how we've been taken of course we've used used uh, you know like ruby on rails 
and mongo is is, is one of the key ones you know like tons of aws services so so yeah mix of mix mix of stack hmm. okay so that's the software stack how does it integrate with how, how are you collecting the 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 metrics from the body we of course at this point we have you know cgm that we give to the user so the cgm yeah continuous glucose monitor uh-huh. so it's a device that you have to wear on your body right yeah. it's a, it's like a patch that you put it on plus we of course integrate with all the variables that are out there which is apple watch your garments your your whoop and aura and everything else right but but we also are are working on our own hardware which uh, which which basically will be key in in getting more data from from the body right so we want to make a human you know, dashboard of your of your data right where where it's like it's like you know you get up in the morning you see uh, tons of insights that okay you know your recovery is this your sleep was that and and you know your your today's food diet is going to be this right so uh, so we feel that you know health and fitness the future is going to be this right where uh, where you see tons of data about your body and, and and of course all of us are scientists of our own body right we experiment so much we we try supplements we we love optimizing what we do um, even in our work right everyone's iterating on productivity that okay you know how how do i become a product i need a larger monitor i need a keyboard mm, yeah but 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 that doesn't happen as much for for the body right um, so i think i think that's the evolution that we are going to see in 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 healthcare as well right i mean mm-hmm. uh, not just health and fitness but you know as as a whole as a segment yeah. Absolutely. So MongoDB is obviously at the at the back end. You're storing data from talk about security. I mean, this is obviously vital data. It, it could be, you know, very challenging if if that data were to get out into the public space. Of course. So we have by the way more than 100 odd million data points for glucose which makes us one of the largest glucose repository in the world. Wow. Explain that to me. What is what do you mean by data points? Yeah. So like of course when you put CGM on this this like we collect data every minute. So mm-hmm. so every minute of what you do is monitored, right? And each point is very rich because it talks about what you're doing at that point, like for example, right? You're walking and because of your walk, you know what's what's the glucose like, right? Mm-hmm. If you So correlation. Yeah, if I'm doing this podcast, you know, probably I'm stressed not, but but you know, if I'm stressed, <laughs> my glucose will will represent that, right? Because glucose is like fight and flight. Yeah. So anything that you're doing, you're talking in a session, you're eating, so everything, you know, you can cross cross correlate a lot of things from that data stream as a whole for, yeah. for that individual, and and that's why, of course, like you said, right? Security is paramount. You uh, kind of. put so many checks around you know who has access to data and and you know like it should be anonymized all the time you know because because it's it's super critical healthcare data in 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 some way about yeah. the body right and it's it's real time which is even more you know powerful uh, and, and and of course because you can infer so much for like from that data mm-hmm. like as a, as a whole even like like algorithms can can predict very clearly that you're about to fall sick you're um, like for example for women when they're menstruating right the the body is 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 already in fight mode right mm-hmm. so average glucose of women when they're menstruating is is elevated by at least 10% anything that they eat it spikes their glucose now wow. spikes they f- they feel hungry again right and and that's when they have cravings to eat a cookie or or yeah. sweet and they eat that they again get that spike in a crash so they're again you know craving for more wow. food so if you see that data you'll be like okay you know if if i mean from you know women's standpoint they'll be like oh you know my my data says that i i sh- shouldn't be eating anything because i'm spiking already right so so they can kind of consciously not pick that cookie because because they know that if they eat it it'll make things worse and so how many users do you have today yeah so 
we have of course like like we just started so so we initially started off the waitlist so it's the waitlist for surprisingly for us has crossed more than 100000 now and and we have around you know 10000 users using the platform and it's exciting to see you know like people who used to believe that glucose is you know something related to diabetes but now people are talking about you know black coffee versus cappuccino versus you know latte how it affects them in in their work in their focus everything is is linked together right so evolution is happening of course people are becoming more aware now it's a journey right you start off with that you're like you know this protein bar says it's healthy but but when i'm eating it's full of some other form of sugar like people are like no sugar but it has some yeah it's diet no no <laughs> you know it's like when when you when you when you see you know like your body's response is what you do we we've seen from data that that you know some people don't spike for coke i mean mm-hmm. maybe i don't know they genetically made made to drink coke but but for lo- for a lot of people they do right so i'm saying every food for the matter is is very very you know like personalized to you like yeah. because your, your gut is different your lifestyle is different right so so no one can say that a food is good or a food is bad it's it depends on you like you might be yeah. allergic to something and and you know so this is a way to short circuit to shortcut the you know go see a doctor when you're not feeling well it's you know providing that visibility yeah fantastic yeah i mean and of course like if you are sick you like it's not you know like it's curing anything but but definitely preventing you know a lot of things that might happen to you mm. in in the future right so um very exciting yeah so what else in the platform in the developer platform for mongodb what other products are you using So we of course exhaustively use Atlas to the core like I mean I mean beat like scaling you know and and regions now we're launching uh, UAE as as a market and of course we are we are entering US soon as well so so scalability across geographies is is one of the key you know factors if you use uh, the next one that we're evaluating now is is realm um, right because our like clients have data on their on their devices and 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 as we launch our hardware it becomes even more powerful because uh, because the hardware will directly you know push yeah. a lot more data onto the client's phone and that needs to you know sync across yeah. uh, synchronize across mm-hmm. uh, so 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 that's a psc that's on and you know of course like like the data platform that um, we talked about today you know in, in the keynote as well i think it's very exciting you know like we're still 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 early you know at least it's startup yeah. so so we need to build a lot of stuff but but i think mog gives a great platform for us to you know do least amount of work and get the get the max roi from from the time that we put in So any key announcements or or pieces of data you're looking forward to from today's session? Yeah, I mean I think there's so many sessions, I mean so much to learn and in fact like I just attend couple and and you know this still already like you know I'm sending those 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 things back to the team that you know hey this is so exciting you know we should we should definitely give it a shot uh, will help you know us like we, we do a lot of manual stuff right when you when you are a young startup you're like oh let me just write this query and you know just figure this data you know but there are easy ways to do it you don't even know it right a lot of times you're like It's there on the platform, you know. Why, why are you doing something trivial? You're pulling your data and then running something on Excel, right? And and stuff like that. I mean, because early stage, you don't. You're just trying to get the answer that how do I grow? How do I, yeah. you know, uh, sell my product? But a lot of times, the answer is there. And coming to such uh, conferences like does open your eye that people are doing things better, and you know, it it'll actually improve your productivity if you are able to like just adopt. what is out there so you don't even have to reinvent the wheel a lot of times we just you know it's a habit of reinventing the wheel and and doing things again but it's already solved problem because most companies need the same things well is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know maybe about ultra human or anything 
what i believe is that you know don't go by the label that you read on you know grocery stores now if you go to grocery every you know piece of food today says it's healthy right and i think that's like the fundamental problem like consumer companies you know just just sell everything as healthy today um, you know but is that healthy for you you know mm-hmm. is is the key aspect i think all of us have to question that i'm not saying that okay you know this oh, ultra human is the answer to to all the problems it can't be right but but i think just don't go by a marketing storyline just just be a critique right just just read the label i i feel that that's like key people should start doing it if you just read the label you'll understand that you know half the ingredients are not at all something that you should be putting in your mouth you know there's so many oils in every healthy pro- food that is out there canola oil sunflower oil those aren't good right and then mm-hmm. people are just not mindful of the fact they just go by the top level it has no sugar but it has other chemicals that are even, maybe even worse you have sugar it's fine you know and and i think that's like the easiest thing that you can do just pick things which are you know maybe incrementally better and i think your your gut will be happy and your body will be happy mm. about it i think, I think yeah. that's that's the learning that we have had at least i i love the mission i want to ask you so glucose is first what's next you know like we're going after heart rate variability which we feel is the you know stress like indicator of very clearly uh, body temperature is super powerful along with of course you know heart rate your sleep you know these these are the other biomarkers which of course in some way are available but we want to correlate these right the power is in correlation if you sleep at 3 am in the night your food cannot do anything you 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 can't have a deprivation diet right you can't mm-hmm. you can't stop having let's say a lunch but uh, but if you sleep really late first thing you know you have to fix that that that's when you can you know fix anything else because if you if you actually sleep late and you're working out you're putting more stress on the body right it, it's not great for you you might be feeling that oh i feel great i'm running 11 in the night uh, you know but but that's not great you, you need to understand if your body is stressed rest is what you need to do not mm-hmm. push it further to to kind of you know see it another day yeah it's great advice yeah well thank you so much for stopping by thank you so much for hosting me yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was fascinating. I think it's incredible what they are doing at Ultra Human. I myself personally probably quite afraid as to what insights they might glean if I was wearing the device and how it would show the impact of my own diet. Um but who knows, I might be con- certainly convinced uh, one of the days I Um I know they have a website ultrahuman.com if you are interested to go and try it out there. This is the first part of our series for what ha- what we recorded at MongoDB World. So we are releasing these every couple of days and up next we have Barai who's the founder and CEO of a company called Cubitro, another super interesting interview on the floor of MongoDB World. So do make sure to check that out. And as always with our podcast, please leave us a review on whatever platform that might be Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and also do make sure to subscribe and follow um the reviews really really help us so we do appreciate your time so from myself and Cedric uh this part 1 of the MongoDB World series we look forward to seeing you again in the future and thanks for joining you